0: Cindy may be a finger. Mary may be some legs. Nonetheless, all together, we're able to move. We're able to help. We're able to, you know, do some things for people because we're the body of Christ. So that's what people are getting when they come to church. It's not just a building. We've got to change that theology. That's what the devil wants us to believe. I ain't got to go to church to be a Christian. I ain't got to go to church. I ain't got to. Man, who in the world says that? Really? You think God in heaven is going, man, I love that quote. Tweet that, Jesus. I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Hashtag don't care if I go or whatever. You know what I'm saying? No, God in heaven is not impressed with that statement. More people's lives are changed inside of a church building than outside of a church building. Now, I'm not saying that you don't see things out there, but it's usually in gatherings whether it's outside gathering, whether it's an inside gathering, regardless, when there's a group of people that come together in the name of Jesus, that's when you usually see the change occur. Can I get an amen? Because the church is all about Jesus and what He has done for every person on earth. We have to go invite, invite, invite. What is the worst thing that could happen if you invite somebody to church? No. You hear a no. That's all you hear. But if what you got inside of you is so amazing, why would you not want to invite somebody to it? I mean, seriously, guys, if I go to a great restaurant, I'm going to invite people to go to that restaurant. I mean, seriously, I mean, if I go on a great vacation, i want to invite you, hey, you need to go check that out. That's an awesome place. It changed me. It was awesome. And the Cayman Islands is one of those places I would highly encourage you to save up some money and go. Amen? I mean, the beach is a pool. <laughs> it is not... Uh, Anyway, just, you know, but my point is, guys, that we want to invite. And in three weeks, we're going to have or be having the biggest day in the Christian world. That's Easter. It's the biggest day for us believers and followers of Christ. It's the biggest day that you will see some people go to church without an invitation because they just feel like that's the thing to do. But we have an opportunity to invite people here to hear a life-changing message of Jesus and leave the rest up to God. And we don't know what could happen. You know, Billy Graham was invited to a church service. He was invited to a church service that changed his life forever. Did Billy Graham do anything that was kind of remotely worth talking about for God? Yes, he did. Many people are serving God and ministering and lives change because he was invited to church. It only takes one invitation. That's our job is to invite people. We can't change them. We can't heal them. We can't do nothing, but we can invite them. And that's our part. And it don't have to be weird and stupid and crazy. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to be scared. Hey, Belinda, I was wondering if maybe you would you would go with me to church on Easter Sunday. Okay? I would like for you to be a part of our Easter experience. I'd like for you to join me at, at, on the Easter service. Now, we want to invite them all the time, but I'm just saying, again, it's the biggest, it's our Super Bowl. It is really the Super Bowl of Christianity. And I know we don't really maybe want to look at it comparing to a Super Bowl, but Super Bowl is is a world standard. It is the largest event on the planet. I mean, it is. I mean, people spend more money, more advertising, and do more to reach out to get people to be a part of the Super Bowl, whether in the game or on TV. Y'all know that. I mean, all the commercials and everything that go on. Well, we want to be the same way. We want to be the billboard for heaven. Jesus has created the greatest event we could ever think of. By being raised from the dead And paying the price No other human being Has ever been raised from the dead Y'all do know that right He is alive right now In heaven With a full earthly body That has never experienced death And stayed dead <laughs> I mean he died But he rose again Came alive I He's the only one there And it's a historical event Whether people want to believe it or not It's still a historical event That changed the whole culture And nation that we live in today Hallelujah this is an amazing time to invite your family, friends, co-workers, and neighbors to come with you to church. You have a handout today. This handout you got, guys, I want you to look at this handout. And as we go through this message today, I want you to think about family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, enemies, anything, okay? And I want you to put down on that piece of paper some names. I want you to be intentional with this. There is a lot on the line right here. We're talking heaven and hell. That's what's greater than, than the Super Bowl is this right here. Eternity is in the balance for somebody. And we have got to take our rightful stand and at least reach out. So I want you to write down a name, and then I want you to pray for that person. We're going to invite them, but we're going to pray for that person for the next three weeks. We're going to be intentional about it. I don't care. Teenagers, you need to be doing the same thing. I mean, I know y'all got five kids at school. that you, They need church. Hallelujah. Amen. There's, there's five people in our life that we can invite to church. And I'm telling you, we have a great opportunity. And the message that I preached that Sunday is going to be so simple. We're going to teach on the resurrection, but we're going to teach on why do we need Jesus. Because a lot of times people just don't understand why do you have to be saved? Why do you need Jesus? And we're going to actually talk about that. We're going to take them on a little journey to the cross and explain the, the reason why you have to have Jesus. Amen. The reason he died and those things, to kind of actually bring a little light on that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus had a vision of us going out to invite others to experience what we have experienced. He said in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, I'm going to read these out of the message. Jesus, undeterred, went right ahead and gave His charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone to meet. You meet far and near in this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. I will be with you to do this day after day, right up to the end of the age. Jesus is commissioning in the 12, which in turn is commissioning us to go out and compel those, help those, teach those the ways of Jesus, teach them a different way. If we don't teach them, guys, society, government, media will never teach people the right way. They will not do it. Because there's sin in men's hearts. We were born to sin and do wrong. That's our nature by birth. And unless you've been regenerated or unless you've been born again, you're going to have the nature that just kind of adapts to the world around it. If they say it's okay, well, I guess it's okay. You know, and you're just going to go with the flow. But we are wanting to get people on a different flow. A flow of life. A flow of change. A flow to where they can actually see something different in their life. Many of you in this room that have experienced Jesus, I'm telling you at the time that you was born again, something changed in your life. Now we're supposed to keep that same fire and passion going every day of our life. Because what happened to you at born again should continually be evolving as you're walking this course out. It's staying on fire for God. Excited that God rescued you from hell and brought you over here. Now you're on your way to heaven. That is amazing. That is awesome and that's life changing. Hallelujah. And we want to help others. Jesus will be with us as we go out and invite people to meet him. He will not leave us hanging out by ourselves. That's another thing. I mean, my God, we get ready to invite somebody, we at knees are knocking, get nervous. Man, are they gonna shut me down? Are they gonna yell at me? Are they gonna cuss at me? You have all these negative thoughts, and none of them's gonna happen. I promise you, nobody's gonna be ugly to you. Nobody's gonna be rude, okay, unless you do something stupid. Well then they, they, they need to be. Hallelujah. But if you just ask somebody a question, Will you go to church with me? How hard is that? That's not hard. And what if they say no? I'll never ask them again. Uh Uh-uh. No, we're going to ask them again. And we're going to ask them again. That's what happened to me. A buddy of mine just kept asking me, getting on my nerves. Daggum dog, man. Yeah, I'll go. Gosh, shut up. I'll go. And now I'm here, okay? I mean, man, you're going to experience some resistance, man, because the devil don't want to let go of those people. He wants them to stay home, in bondage, lost, without God. They want, there's going to be a risk, resistance. You're not going to walk up and somebody say, hey, man, would you go to church with me? Oh, no, I'm going go to church you, but I want him right now. Man, please fill me with Jesus right now. That's probably not going to happen. Okay? I mean, really. I mean, man, come on, man. Like Jesus didn't have no resistance. He just showed up, and everybody just bowed down and worshiped him, and everybody changed. The whole uh, city of Jerusalem was saved, born again. He left in two days and went back home. Uh-uh. Kill him, kill him, crucify him. Get our blood and our kids' blood. Be on that man right there. Get him out of here. I mean, really. So I don't think that's going to happen to us. Amen? I think we're okay. Amen? It's not going to be that bad. And if it is, rejoice. Hallelujah. You've been been counted worthy to suffer like Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He has given us all authority and ability to go out and help others find the answers to every problem in their life. Jesus Christ has given us all authority and power. Stop right there. We have been given by the Master all authority and power to go out and help people. We, the body of Christ, have been given that. And sometimes we just like, oh, huh, no big deal. Woe is me. I'm ugly. I'm not worth nothing. You know, what's my little, you know, what can I do to change anybody? Oh, you just got Jesus' power and authority resting inside of you? Okay. I think Jesus did enough on earth that changed the world. The books can't even be written to explain all of what Jesus did with that authority and power that now he's handed to us. So you're not alone. Mm -hmm. But guess what? What if Jesus would have showed up and he'd have played the silent treatment with everybody? Mm. I'm just going to let my works, you know, let my light shine, but I'm not going to say nothing But what happened? Does your actions help in bringing people to know there's something different about you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we want that. But sooner or later, guys, you're going to have to open up your mouth. And you're you're going to have to do something. Give God something to work with. The Holy Spirit will do the work, but he's got to have you open your mouth. He's not going to do that for you. And I'm simply just saying, hey, look, we're going to pray over these five people and we're going to be intentional of how we invite them to church, and if they say no, we're going to invite them again. Hey man, what, what if I take you out to dinner? You know, what if I, what if I, you know, uh, fill your gas tank up? You know, I'll give you gas. You know, just come, man. I just want you. To, I want you to sit beside me. I want you to be a part of the church service, man. Would you do that with me? I mean, what's the price of a soul? I mean, what's a soul worth? It's worth a lot, amen. Whether that is healing, salvation, direction, identity, okay. Helping people in life. And whether, I mean, people are dealing with sickness, right? People are dealing with identity. Half the country don't even know who they are. we got to read books, take medicine, and do all kinds of stuff. Because, hey, man, you know, I don't even know who I am. I thought I was this, now I'm this. I mean, there's a lot of confusion going on. Right relationships, career, finances. except Jesus has given us access to the kingdom of God and all its resources. We have all the resources. Let's embrace that reality and go out and invite people to a better way of life on earth. I promise that serving Jesus has no harmful side effects. I promise you. None. None. Receiving Jesus will only bring good to our lives. Jesus lived on this earth for about 33 years. Did you know that? He was about 33 and a half when he actually left. Three of those years, or three and a half of those years, he spent preaching and teaching. Just three, three and a half years. Some might would ask, why did he die at 33 and a half? It ain't fair. I got to live to be 80. I got to deal with this thing 50 more years than he did. Why can't I get that pass? Why can't I leave? Why did he leave at 33 and a half? He left at 33 and a half, and this is Nathan, not the Lord, okay? I'm just going to give you my theory on this, all right? Everybody gives their theories. I'm going to give you my theory. The reason why he left at 33 and a half is because he had young disciples that he had poured three and a half years into. Had he stayed with them until he died, then they would have probably died shortly after him, and guess what? they would have not been able to exercise what God had gave them, what Jesus gave them. Do you know if you're going to build anything that's going to be effective, you want to grab some young people to do it, and you want to train them? Because you know that I'm 51. I'm not going to last much longer. Brandon's going to be here a little bit longer than me. So if I can empty what I have into him when I leave, he's going to carry on, and he's going to have time to work what he's been taught. Those disciples had to have time to work what God gave them, what Jesus gave them. If it had all been old, you know how when we get old, I'm going to read about Paul in a minute. When he got old, he rented him a house and he chilled out. And whether you want to believe it or not, when you get 80, 85, Jack, you're going to be sitting down more than you're standing up. You're going to be relaxing. Amen. You're not going to be running and gunning. You're not going to be out there playing softball, you know, four games a week or whatever. You know what I'm saying? If you are, hallelujah. I mean, come on. I mean, seriously, you slow down a little bit as you get older. But Jesus said this, his main message was an invitation. Check out what Jesus said in Matthew 10, verses 7 and 8. This was his main message. He preached this all through the Bible. He said, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Preach the kingdom of heaven He was constantly saying Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand he was, he was inviting them That repentance was an invitation To come to a different place He wanted the people to get the concept That look man there is a better place to go There's a better place to live than this earth And there's no pain There's no hurt There's no problems in this kingdom There's nothing but joy and peace and love In this kingdom And if you'll get a part of this kingdom, though you're in the earth, you'll be of a different place to where you can stand up against these things. Because hurt, trouble, pain, uh, betrayal is all coming to all of us. Every bit of it. You're going to be hurt in life. But how you deal with that hurt has everything to do with your mindset, what you've been taught, and what you reach for to help you get through that pain. Some people, when they have a relationship hurt, they'll reach for another relationship to try to help feel the agony and pain of a broken relationship. And if we can keep getting relationships going, I won't never have to face the reality of the last one that didn't work. Amen. Some people reach for booze or drugs to try to cover up a problem or try to put a Band-Aid over a situation. They don't work. They don't work. The only thing that works is Jesus. Amen. He's the only thing that works. And when you get Jesus in people, that's the start of new life. That's the start of hope. That's the start of change. That's the start of healing. Come on, man. He's got it all. Jesus has got everything, man. And I'm telling you, man, I mean, it's it's just just real. You know, and not just that Jesus preaches, but look at what Paul did in Acts 28. Doing the same thing. For the next two years, Paul lived in Rome at his own expense. He welcomed all who visited him, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ. And no one tried to stop him. He was preaching the kingdom of God all the time. He was inviting people. It's all about an invitation to the kingdom of God. The invitation was given to Jesus and then he left earth. He gave us a box of invitations and said, go and invite people to the kingdom of God. We are the Jesuses on the earth. If we don't invite people to the kingdom of God, nobody will. You've got to get stirred up about that. You have to stir up the gift of God on the inside of you. You have been called to be a minister of the gospel. You've been called to bring change to people. You're not called to exist only. I know Jake was sharing with me, you know, he just started a new job, man. Hallelujah. God blessed him with a new job. But but God also put him in a new mission field. He's in a new mission field. Dropped him right down in a bunch of heathens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Said, go, baby, go. And I'm telling you, he's accepting the mission. He's fired up about the mission, and he's already seeing things happen. I'm telling you, God has got his kids in the places they need to be. Your job is not your income. He ain't going to work to, to live for God and to be able to be successful. Uh uh-uh. uh. Man, that's just a place to, to share Jesus. And it comes with a check, too, some benefits. Well, hallelujah, that's good. But our resources come from God. He's taking care of us. But you're where you're at because Jesus needs His light. He needs a part of Him there Amen. to bring change, to invite, to invite, to invite. Amen. That's why Jesus was so excited about leaving. He said, Man, when I go away, I'm going to send the comforter to you. And now, what I was doing, billions can do. Amen. And I'm telling you, man, it's powerful when you think about it. We can't lose the power of an invitation, it's so powerful. You're not inviting them to just a church. They may see it that way, but when they step in and they drink good anointed coffee and sweet tea or hot tea, and then they step in here and the power of God hits them, guess what? You're going to get a reward like nobody else. And I'm going to tell you something. Jesus is the CEO of this company. And I'm going to tell you something. Each person that will do what he says do, the reward is will be unlike any other reward you can get. Oh, I'm working real hard for that bonus at work. I want to get that $5,000 bonus that will fade away, and I'll blow it and won't even know where it goes in two weeks. And don't get me wrong, we all like it, okay? But all of you guys have experienced a bonus. You've experienced some money. Where is it? (laughs) Gone, gone, gone. Got to be a song, but I I can't sing it. (laughs) But I'm just saying Jesus is going to reward us. And when he gives you a reward, it'll be like any other. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. When you receive an invitation to an event, do you always go to that event? No. Mm-mm. Sometimes we make what? You. Excuses. We might even throw it in the trash. Or we just don't go. Amen. Amen. Have you ever had that? You, you know, when you get the invitation, you still got to go. Some people make says, Well, I got something going on. I wish you, could. you ain't got nothing going on. You're sitting home doing nothing. You just don't want to go. We've all been there. Don't be, you know what I'm saying? Don't, you, you make up something. Well, you make and it's reality, guys. We still have to go if we get the invitation. So when you get an invitation from God, do you have to go? You can say no. You can say no. And God ain't gonna be he'll let you say no. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at a story of a man that accepted the invitation from his friends to go to church. Now check this out. This is the power of accepting an invitation. And you look and see what happens to this man that did. Mark 2, verses 1 through 12. Hallelujah. And it says, and again he entered, that's Jesus, entered Capernaum after some days. And it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him bringing a paralytic, a man paralyzed, who was carried by how many men? Four men. These were his friends, guys. These were four of his friends. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they just turned around and went home. Said, forget this. Uh Uh-uh. No, dude, you ain't worth this. (laughs) We love you. But you was heavy. It was hard getting you here. (laughs) We're getting you back home. Matter of fact, we're just going to leave you here. We're going, man. No, no, it it says something. It says, uh, you know, uh, let me pick it up here. Oh, and when they came near to him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralyzed or paralytic man was lying. Now let me ask you this, guys. Have you all ever teared up a roof? Now what if he was going to tear up the roof to drop just a cord down? Wouldn't be that bad, would it? Just a little hole, right? We got a paralyzed man on a bed, and we're ripping the roof off with a big enough hole to get the man down there. The house is full of people, guys. Debris is flying everywhere. It ain't like that, you know. I mean, it's got a little cover in there and it's catching all the debris. No, it's everywhere. This is a big deal. This has caught the attention of many. This, the service has stopped. They have absolutely ruined the service. The Spirit of God was moving, and now they're ripping the roof off. They blew it. I mean, God was moving. I mean, this is a big deal. But these friends were determined to get this man to Jesus because there was something that was going to happen to their friend, just like there will be something that happens to your friend and family. If we'll have the same determination, let's get him to Jesus. Let's get him to Jesus. Well, they said no. They cussed me out. They fired me because I asked them to go to church. You keep asking. You keep asking. Amen? Because we want to see life change happen to them. All right, it goes on to say this. When Jesus saw their what? Faith. Wow. Faith can be seen. They saw. He saw their faith. Jesus wasn't, he wasn't took back by this. He saw their faith. And he said to the paralytic or the paralyzed man, he said, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Do what? The dude's paralyzed. They didn't bring him there to be forgiven. What? Jesus, what are you talking about? My sins are forgiven. I can't move, bruh. I got dust all over me. This crowd's mad because I just busted your meeting. Look at me, dog. I'm a wreck. My sins are forgiven. Oh, yeah. That's good. Let me walk in the hospital and say, hey, ma'am. I know you had all your legs cut off. I know you ain't got no arm, but your sins are forgiven. See you later. I'm sure if that was you, you'd be like, what just happened? Do what? My sins are forgiven? How about giving me a leg? That'd be a little bit more helpful. Or an arm or something. Give me something. Something for pain. I'll take something for pain. Just give me some pain medicine. Hallelujah. Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Well, that answers the question why he said it. He wanted to set the record straight. I'm about to do what I do. We're about to see a healing in the house, but I just want you guys that are a little bit too religious I want to bust y'all's bubble. Your sins are forgiven too. <gasps> Oh boy, I'm telling you, scribes and Pharisees, you talk about getting lit up, Uh uh-uh. They knew that God was the only one that could forgive sins. And you had to bring a sacrifice, and you had to go through so much to get your sins forgiven. And then this guy's going to stand up in here, and he's going to be saying, your sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. This guy received more than his his healing, and we'll, we'll explain that in just a minute. But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. So let me ask you a question. Which is harder, for Jesus to forgive your sins or Jesus to heal you? Talk to me. Talk to me. This is a big deal right here. Neither. Did you say neither? Oh my gosh. So you mean to tell me that Jesus forgiving your sins is just as easy as Him healing your body? (sighs) Well, you just, you know, come on, man. God don't heal everybody. (laughs) I mean, that's ridiculous. (sighs) See, guys, the problem with the gap of time of when Jesus said this, and today, is human thinking gets involved, reasoning, human reasoning, people that trusted God for healing, they didn't get healed, they died, and now we're going to have to come up with a doctrine to teach people something different. Has Jesus changed one iota from right here? So if I come to Jesus and I say, Jesus, will you forgive me of my sins? What do you think he's going to say? He's going to say yes. Are your sins going to be forgiven? Now let me ask you this. At the time that you did the sin, which was horrible, okay, we did something really bad, and it was terrible, and you go to God and you ask him to forgive you. Has anybody ever done that? Now let me ask you something. After you asked him to forgive you and you knew he'd forgive you, did you feel like, oh, it's okay, it's all good now. It's okay now. Or did you still feel bad about what you did? Still feel bad. You still feel bad about what you did. Does that change the fact that your sins are forgiven? Nope. Nope. When you ask God to heal your body, did he heal your body? Yes. Yeah. You may not see the effect of it right off the bat. But that don't change the fact that Jesus didn't heal your body. Amen. Just like you believe he forgave your sins, we're going to believe that he healed my body. Amen. Not based on how I feel not based on if the situation's changed in the natural because most of the time when you screw up, you ain't feeling all warm and fuzzy after you go ask God to forgive you. Over time, you'll feel better. In most cases, we sometimes think we need to pay God something. Oh, man, no, man, you can't just forgive me. What can I do? There's got to be something to do. I'll go help the poor. I'll I'll go do something. Man, I I messed up bad, man. I know it's not that easy. Oh, it's that easy. It's that easy. We got to just believe. We just got to believe. So we see that Jesus is asking the question, So let's let's move on. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we've never saw anything like this. The man received his healing. The man received forgiveness. He got two things because his friends brought him to church. And they didn't take no for an answer. People in your life are important. Students, you're in school, you're not there just to be, you know, studying a a class. You're not there just to be going, you know, and getting better education. God used people that didn't even, wasn't even educated to change the world. God don't need your education to actually use you in any way, okay? You're there for a specific reason. And it's not to do everything they do, it's to invite them to do what you do, invite them to a better way. So if you're in school right now, in college, I don't care where you're at, there's people in your life, you really need to pray about inviting them to church, inviting them to Jesus, and realizing we've been given an assignment by God to do this. Would this guy have received forgiveness and healing if his friends didn't bring him? The answer is no. (laughs) He would not have. No matter how powerful Jesus is, No matter how forgiving Jesus is, he would have never got it. But because of the faith of some people said, hey, dog, come on, man. I know you're in pain, but, man, can we just pick you up? Man, Jesus is doing some really good things, man. I believe he can help you. Will you let us take you? I mean, he had to agree to let them take him. You just don't go grab some paralyzed person out of bed, throw them on something. Man, we're taking you right now. "Uh Uh-uh, you don't do that. Especially today, they'll lock you up, sue you and everything else, man. It costs you. I was just trying to help. No, you don't do that. So he had to have the permission by the person. But those friends loved that friend of theirs so much that they knew that getting them or him to a person that could change their life was worth it, whatever it took. And it, no matter if they had obstacles, no matter if it didn't work out the first time, they were going to keep going. Jesus is the best thing that can happen to you guys. Hallelujah. And to your friends. Glory to God. What would happen if you invited somebody to church and they said yes? I promise you, if you do, God will change your life. We're on the same mission as Jesus was on, and that was to find people that don't know God and then invite them to receive Jesus. In closing, the Bible says in Luke 19.10, Jesus said this, For the Son of Man has come to do what? Seek and save that which was lost. That right there is what we're called to do. To seek and to save that which is lost. There's tons of lost people. And I'll promise you this, guys, if we will quit some of our tactics and quit, the band can go ahead and come on up, I'll leave. but if we will quit some of the ways of trying to change people before they come to experience God, Amen. I'm telling you, we will see a difference in the lives of people. Somebody's struggling with sins in their life, don't feel like you've got to correct them. Don't feel like you've got to change them. Bring them to a place that's friendly and let them know that there is some people that care about them. That will open up the door in the conversation for us to see change in their life. I and mean, that's why you see a lot of your, your preachers. They'll get on TV and some of the hot topics of the day is, uh, you know, uh, 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 what about gay marriage? What about abortion? I mean, they want to just hit them right there with that right off the bat. And some will say, hey, look, that's, that's, we don't hit that. That's not what we talk about. We get the conversation started with whoever may be experiencing things To where we can find out where they're at, what's going on, and how they can help Guys, if you're going to help hurting people You've got to first get access to their heart I mean, you do You're never going to help somebody by just going to them and just telling them how bad they are We're all bad We all do bad things You up in here today, you did some bad things You did some bad things this week Amen We all did some bad things But once we find out that we have a loving Father that wants to help us overcome these things, guess what? Life gets a lot better. The sky gets bluer. The grass gets greener. We want to help all the people in Henry County. We do. I don't care where they're at in life. I don't care what they're going through in life. They're welcome at this church, period. I don't care. And we're not going to judge them. We're not going to talk down on them. We're going to love them into being better. Now, we're not going to water it down. We're not going to ignore it. But we are going to help them on the road to recovery. That's what the barn's all about. That's why I want to build a barn. And I'm going to tell you something. When I get my tool belt on and we start building that barn, Henry County ain't ready for no barn. I can tell you that right now. I'm telling you, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. And what happens inside that barn is going to be amazing. I can promise you that. Because that barn is going to be inviting to those that people run from. It's going to be inviting to those that were sitting on a bench and didn't look like you, didn't smell like you, didn't act like you. I want the church full of messed up people, hurting people, broken people. Why? Because Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. I want some of y'all sitting beside people, man, that the odor is so bad that you're almost about to throw up. I do. Because they may be stinking on the outside, but there's many church people that stink on them inside oh you may have the outside looking good we can all doll up the outside but what about that inside how's it looking I'm gonna tell you some of the sweetest and genuine people smell like garbage smell like trash because they're living in places they're having to stay in places they don't feel worthy eating out of garbage cans living like just just dogs and animals but most of them have a better heart than people that say or people that look like they're on the outside. Friend, I want to tell you something, man. We are going to be a church that sees lives change. And that can happen on Easter Sunday. If you'll be bold. If you'll take a challenge and you'll put five people down. This ain't me talking, guys. Okay. This ain't Nathan going, hey, will y'all do this for Nathan? I want to build a church. I want to build a big church. Please, 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 please. No, absolutely not. I'm not laying this carpet. I'm not going to be up here working for Nathan. I want to see a heart changed. I want to see a life forever changed for the glory of God. And I'm telling you, I will spend and be spent to see that happening. I mean, I'll give everything I have to see a soul come to Jesus because they matter. I want to be known when I get to heaven. Nathan, thank you for seeking and doing everything you can can to save the lost. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you. Thank you. His thank you means more to me than your rejection. I'm telling you. Let's do this, guys. Let's get radical. Kids, teenagers, get bold for Jesus. I mean, you get bold for everything else. You get bold for a video game. Oh, you didn't make it to the next level. Woo! we just get bold for Jesus get bold just get radical just get crazy for God hey mom I just got suspended why honey well I was trying to share my faith with this brother man he needed Jesus and he was hurting. and they just told me I'm suspended well glory to God I'm gonna take you out let's go have a party let's go come on mom they just kicked me out of school dad they kicked me out of school why because I was sharing Jesus oh no you're suspended you, you, give me your phone Give me all your stuff. You go to your room. You're not coming out of your room. You know you shouldn't have did that. Sharing Jesus at school. What's wrong with you? It's in here because you know why? Because the culture tells us to shut up. The culture tells us don't you talk about Jesus. Well, when are we going to stand up and be bold? When are we going to stand up and say, no, 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 no. Like Peter and John. When they told them, hey, don't you be preaching this name. Don't you be talking about the name of Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, dog. Sorry. Here's a lot I may do. But that I ain't going to do. I'm going to obey God rather than man. Amen. Guys, I'm telling you, if we're going to see the world saved, we're going to have to step out and trust God. And not let the opinions of men move us to what we're to do. You don't have to be rude and ugly and be, you know, be crazy with it, but guys, come on, let's be bold. We got the life-changing man. We got Jesus, man. We got the creator of heaven and earth in us. That in one moment can change somebody from hell to heaven take them from darkness to light and you're carrying that with you everywhere you go wow man come on hallelujah nathan i'm excited Woo! hallelujah man i got i got world changing power on inside of me and so do you let's stand up hallelujah you know we have these invite cards right here we, we make it real simple these invite cards right here we got some out there if you don't got them get them it's real easy Amber, will you come to church with me? How hard was that? What hard, was it? Now Amber may smile at me real big and as soon as I leave, do that. but I did my part. I just simply invited Maverick, would you go to church with me then? <laughs> but you see how it was even kind how he said it. Even though he'll be here, but he's at it, you know? <laughs> Invitation. Invitation right there, guys. Just simply invite. Don't lay this in a bathroom. Don't put this on a toilet stool. Don't set this at the gas pump. No, 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 no. You. Emily, will you go to church for me Easter Sunday? Thank you so much. Oh, man. I'm excited about that. I mean. But do you see how powerful it is when you actually just look at somebody in the eye? And say man you're beautiful you would look good in my church would you go with me i mean that if you're married men don't do that okay to a lady okay but how hard is it man cody would you go to church with me sunday easter Sunday? thank you man how hard is that dylan will you go to church with me easter sunday dylan will you go to church with me easter sunday Dylan, will you go to church on Easter Sunday? <laughs> hey, Dylan, will you go to church on Easter Sunday? But do you see what I'm saying? You just listen. All we got to do is ask, 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 ask. And see what happens. The power of an invitation. Right there. This house is about Jesus, not about Nathan. It's about Jesus. This is your house, guys. This is your home. This is your home. Let's bring some guests and see God change their life. Hallelujah. Let's do that, okay? Now, I'm going to be taking the next two weeks off because I'm going to be doing a lot of work up here, and we got two men of God that are going to be preaching the Word of God. Kurt's going to be preaching Palm Sunday. Woo, 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 woo. Hallelujah. He is our grizzly bear of the house, amen? Don't come in here with your attitude. we got the bear. The bear will take care of you. Next week is very important to me, too. And I want to fill the house up. Dwayne, which is a new member of the church He's helping us on the leadership team He's doing some things around here He's going to be preaching next Sunday morning It's his first time ever preaching in a congregation Me and Kurt's done this You know, we've done this a good bit It's his first time And I remember when Brandon did it for his first time Man, we want to rally around those Dwayne's got a heart for God Let's get in here and let's pull Let's have faith to believe that what God gives him is for us. What God gives that man is for us. Nobody standing up here is trying to present their own way, own gospel. God has given Dwayne, God has given Kurt a word for the house. And I'll be right there on that front row, screaming and hollering. Woo! Hallelujah. Getting it. Amen? But I don't want to do it alone, so let's invite some people. Amen? Start practicing this week. Maybe get in front of the mirror and go, Tommy. Will you go to church with me this Sunday? Practice. Susan, I know you're busy, uh, but maybe this weekend you and your family could come to church with me. Just practice. You know, do some good routine. And then maybe practice with your spouse. Practice with your kids. And then start doing this. This is important to God. And it's important to us as His followers. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. And we thank you for this wonderful time together. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to our heart. Thank you, Lord, that we take this word serious. That, Jesus, you've left us an assignment, a responsibility, and we won't take it lightly. That we will be, we'll embrace this message, and we will be people that invite people to you. Not a building, to you, Jesus. And I thank you for gracing every person in this room with the ability to be able to go up to people. Holy Spirit, fill them up in Jesus. Empower them to be able to go up and ask people to come to church. Fill their mouth up. As they open it, give them the words to say. Father, I just give you praise and glory and honor in the name of Jesus. You know, with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and you want to make that commitment today, I want you to be bold and I want you to just say, Nathan, pray for me today. Pray for me. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. The greatest decision you could ever make. I don't want anybody to leave this house today if you've never committed your life to Jesus Christ. If that's you today, I want you to be bold. Be bold. Hallelujah. I want Jesus in my life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Father, we love you today. Glory to God. As we sing this last song, guys, we're going to sing a chorus or two. You guys just worship a little bit. If you gotta go, you're more than welcome to go. But we just we wanna sing a little song together. It's only twelve o'clock. Got a few minutes. We only come together once a week. Let's lift up our hands and let's just, you know, worship God and thank him for what he's gonna do in our life and the community's life and in your friends and family. You know, maybe just pray over your, your list right now that you have in your hand as we worship God just for a couple more minutes and then we'll we'll be dismissed. Go ahead, guys.